It's been a long time no see for me and you because the audience doesn't know, but uh, we actually didn't record last week. I felt so bad. I haven't spoken to you in two weeks. No, I know. And I, 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 it's good that we do have like stuff in the backlog that we can just sort of like use to filter out uh, because I was a bit like... A lot. To, I I I had to send that. I had to send that sort of stress text where I was like, "It's not happening this way." <laughs> I had no, to be like, honestly, I was it was like, absolutely fine. Because um, I, um, I started my new job, so I needed like kind of a weekend of full relaxation yeah. to zen me out. I only did like three days, like the week before last. So but for a new job fine. where you're like doing new things, that's. Kind of the same as doing, like, two weeks worth of work. Because you're, like, having to, like, catch up. Yeah, and my issue is, like, when I'm stressed, even when I'm asleep, I'm not properly asleep because I'm in a phase of, like, I could wake up if a pin dropped in my room because I'm always on alert. <laughs> so I needed to, like, properly, like, recharge over last weekend. Like, and now I'm feeling a lot better because I'm more comfortable in my job role yeah. now because I've been there for, like, nearly two weeks. But, um, yeah. How is the job going? What's up? It's going good. Like, I'm actually quite happy with what I'm doing because I'm getting a lot of, like, experience in quite interesting spaces. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I'm um, getting a lot of money. And I was going to be like, come on, girl. Oh, my God, I <laughs> the riches. I, I, oh, also, did I tell you about my side hustle? No. <laughs> Um, so my pay pig, no, I, I, I jest, I jest. No, um, because you know, I'm still, I'm, I, it's been six years and I'm still trying to get a pay pig. Honestly, Kit and I, via Grinder, desperately tried to get a pay pig, but it just never worked out. There was, a, there was a lot of fakes out there. There was a lot of fakes and I really idolise people that do have that sugar daddy relationship, like get that money, exploit that man. Yeah. But share the love, you know. Which I will say, uh, we're not getting into the film right yet. But there, it it that leads into the film quite well. But we'll get into that later. Um, but okay, yeah, no, I'm into this. I do you know what? I think a lot of this like pay pick stuff is like a fantasy. I can't believe we're we're, we're going to talk about this. Right? Um, do you, the, my job. <laughs> this is your job. Your pay pick job. Yeah. No. No. Um. But yeah, I'm really liking my job and it's it's a lot of fun and um, I'm getting to know new people, which is quite fun because I haven't like met new people in oh, quite a while. Yeah. I guess I, I kind of forget that that's like a, in lockdown, that's been a sort of thing. I know, luckily, like, I quite confidently have enough friends in my life right now, so yeah. I'm not like looking for... Desperate for new have ones. Any, yeah. no, no auditions, please. Um, no I do auditions. offer own lives. <laughs> Do you pick? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it like a Paris Hilton's best friend, like the reality TV show, where you just choose them? <gasps> Do you know? I would love to. Like, I always look at like these girl groups on the train, and I've never been a proper part of a girl group. And I always like look at them and be like, how much like could I pay them just like hang out for a minute? But I'm like, that's the totally wrong way to go about but it. But why like, would you want to like hang out? Why would you want to pay with that to hang out with people that you don't know? I don't know. This is, like, what I do on the train, apart from play Sudoku. It's, like, I disassociate so much that I'm, like, completely in another reality. Like, I did that today, and I missed my stop. 
And I had to go back. <laughs> just like a single tear as you're like, I'm sorry I was out of it. I wasn't there. No, because I'll just think like, oh my God, what if I was friends with this person? And then I get like so carried away with it. And I'm like, imagine if I was their maid of honor at their wedding. Oh my God. Phoebe, That's you're... like literally how far I go. So you're a crazy person. That's what that is. I am a crazy person. This is why my mind does not rest even when I'm asleep. You're like, I'm so sorry. I was basically playing Sims in my dream. That's what you were doing. Oh my god, talking about Sims, I was, like, reintroduced to it this week, and I need to start playing it again. <gasps> Apparently a new one's coming out or something, or... Don't tell me they got, like, Sims 5. Oh dear lord. Do you know what the thing is? I liked Sims because I liked creating families, like, creating people and creating houses, but I did not understand... I love to kill them. Oh, and killing them was fun, <laughs> but I did not understand the joy like i don't like i don't understand the thing of like why would i find joy in doing basic human activities that i could do in any in my daily life like yeah my issue with animal crossing was that do you know what i mean not so that i can get a job in fake land do you know what i mean yeah i think i don't know did you ever play like imvu oh i was so good at imvu like in terms of i was i was hustling my way through that that game Oh my god, you want to know something really funny? Oh no. <laughs> on Club Penguin, I used to pretend to be a boy on Club Penguin and, like, become girlfriend and boyfriend with other penguins that had memberships and then ask them to buy me things and, like, give them to me. I can't remember if they could give it to me or I would just, like, hang out with them because I think members had a plus one or something. Something crazy, but I used to, like, catfish people on Club Penguin when I was younger. And I also Wait, stole my really friend's password because she had a she had a membership that I didn't, and I stole her password. <laughs> I like how this podcast has just turned into Phoebe revealing all the like awful things she's done <laughs> by a club penguin. When I'm like, I feel like lockdown is really giving me the most of my repressed memories <laughs> because I I don't know if it's like I'm not. I got a lot more time to think these days yeah. or something, but I feel like there has been like an opening of some repressed memories <laughs> where I'm just like, no, wow. I feel the same. I feel like there's so many moments where no, I'm like, not bad at repressed memories as well. It's a mixture. Oh yeah, it's always a, <laughs> it's bit, a mixture it's of a, emotions. It's, it's a it's a it's a pick and mix bag of 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 fun mm. of fun times. But no, there is. It's the first time I was like, oh, the Kylie Jenner thing of like realizing things. Realizing things. I get that now because I there's so many times when I go that happened like that was something that happened like that wasn't a dream that wasn't a that was something that genuinely happened I I sometimes I'm not gonna be like my third eye is open or anything like that because I'm not that woo woo but um you're a little woo woo there are some things where I'm just like I can't believe I used to think that way and used to have that in my brain and used to be that way like I know obviously everyone changes but like how I was when I was like 15 is like completely different to who I am now yeah um but even so like it's even like small stuff like I saw a pic my my mum got like a one of those sort of like reminder pictures on your phone where it's like this was two years ago today or whatever blah 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 um and it was like a picture of me with my long hair for anyone who doesn't know I I I got a shaved head but I used to have like long curly hair (laughs) just a visual but um and I looked at it and was like why did no one tell me that looked bad? 
Like, I was like, why? I liked your long hair. See, I looked... But it did age you. That's all I'm going to say. It aged me. But I also looked at it and was just like, it's so funny because I was like, I hate this. Why did... And I was like, did everyone else think I looked this bad? Like, it's just funny because that was only two years ago. I had an emo phase. I had an emo phase. Your emo phase was not that much of an emo phase. I saw the pictures. No, I... You haven't seen the worst of it. I had really swoopy hair. Like, I... I begged my mum to, like, let me do the thing where you, like, have, uh, what's it called? Like, a skunk, um, Oh, you were doing, like, the, the, the Billy Eyelash before Billy Eyelash. Yes, yeah. I wanted to, like, I don't know. I wanted to be that way. I'm very, I like dark clothes. Like, I always have. I've never been, like, 100% goth or emo. <laughs> but. I feel like, I feel like if I ever saw you in, like, a bright neon, I would. I would it would scare me at first. I'm literally <laughs> I would be selling a bright neon thing that I only wore once. I always buy clothes when I'm like having a bit of a moment. Like all the times where I buy a lot of clothes is when I'm having a moment <laughs> where I'm like identity crises yeah. or something like that. Or like I remember I bought loads of clothes after being rejected from a job, and I was like, I'm gonna reinvent myself. Yeah. And they were the I've only worn them once i've like resold them all now <laughs> because i was like this is ridiculous but the like, problem is, is it can get bad because i'm like i'll go through so many moments where i'm like i'm gonna reinvent myself and i'm gonna become like a fashion icon and then i'm about to buy something where i'm like i don't have the money i like barely have the money to buy it because it's like a like 300 pound pair of jeans <laughs> but i'm like but they'll look hot i'm gonna waste the money on them and thank god i didn't because i go back to them in two weeks time and i'm like where would I have worn those? Like, yeah. they have, like... No. They're basically chaps. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's stuff where I'm, like, I'm going to be, like, artsy and, like, a fashion diva. And then I'm, like, I can't believe I nearly spent 300 quid on something I would never wear. I would say, luckily, over the last two years, I've really reined myself in. Because I make, like, maybe two big purchases a year with like clothing where I'll buy myself like a nice winter jacket or something similar in the summer where it's like eclectic. I can wear it all the time. This isn't going to be like one term thing, but there was a few, like even in college, like I bought like this bag and it wasn't crazy pricey. It wasn't like, um, Saint Laurent or anything like that but it was it was like a bit too much to be spending on a bag when I was that age and like my tastes weren't gonna like stay the same and I regret it so much and it like stares at me in my room and I'm like what bag have I seen it it's like you must have seen it it's like a page boy bag and I don't know why I bought it It it's like from Karl Lagerfeld and like he's cool some of his stuff is cool but it's just not my vibe and I don't know why I where's a page boy bag it's like a, a bag that like goes by the side. Oh. Like a more, it, it was like a, a kind of more masculine bag. But I'm like, I don't ever wear big bags. I only wear small bags. So it's just staring at you and you can't sell it? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna try and sell it. But then I don't think there's that much more of a market for his bags anymore. Oh, it's basically. R.I.P. Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah. R.I.P. The Controversial King. Um. But yeah, I just like, there are some things where I'm like, I really regret buying that. There are other things like, that I would never, ever regret. So, 
And I always like try and buy consignment. I never buy full price if I'm buying like a, a designer piece. Oh yeah, you try and get the, you try and get the you kind of get the discount. Oh, I love a discount. Yeah. Like right now, I have my eye on this dress from my Finkers Reformation, and they only do sales three times a year. You and I'm like pouncing. holding off until that sale, and then I'm immediately buying it because it's like 160, and I can't justify that right now. Like. I'm too broke for that. Yeah. But, like, if that was to go down by 10, 20%, maybe. Pouncing. Maybe I'll be able to justify that. Wow. If I wear it 10 times plus. <laughs> See, yeah, because my sister's one of those people. She will. My sister can. My sister can find a bargain for anything. And I'm. And so I'm always just like, how did you find this? And she's like, I spent hours on eBay. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, I adore eBay. I've started, like, reselling clothing, which is going quite well on, like, eBay and Depop. Um, but I've like, I ha- I bought like this Prada top. It's really cool. And I may resell it, but like, it's really nice. So I probably won't. It's for me. Yeah. Um, you, I got it for 15 pounds, but I could resell it for like 200. Do you like, think? Easy. Yeah. I'm just scamming the system. Yeah. But why not? Like, <gasps> if that person didn't know how expensive it was, like, who cares? Hey, hey. Maybe that sounds terrible. I don't really agree with reselling shoes and stuff like that. Like, I think that's really weird. Reselling <laughs> but, shoes? Um, like, I, I like Nike shoes that are like popular. I don't, and I don't understand it, and I don't like support it because I just think like shoes, shoes are shoes. <laughs> like I like uh, Jordans are cool, but like, are is the hype really that real that people will spend? I don't like, a get. Grand? There's a lot of. I, I mean, I I enjoy train like a nice trainer, but I don't understand the whole like trainer trend of like. No, I, I like a good pair of trainers. I bought, like, these Nike Dunks that are, like, quite original and cool. And then someone was telling me, like, oh, their stock X price is, like, really bad for reselling. And I'm like, bitch, they're on my feet. Yeah, I'm what? I, 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 resell. I'm not, like, I don't care. This, this wasn't an investment plan. This was so that I could go outside. This was not a... I find it so bizarre, like, people that do that. Like, I understand you can make so much money from doing that as well like the hierarchy of shoe is so it's bizarre it is an odd it's like an odd economy in its own right but like yeah i I mean we just went on like 15 sorry sorry should should we start talking about this film we should start talking about this film uh what what did we watch what did we watch this week phoebe um you asked me this because i couldn't pronounce it earlier is it it's not atlantis it's atlantis there we go. There we go. No? It's 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 the C with an S at the end. Atlantics. Atlantics. Because I I have been calling it Atlantics, so we've both been calling it some different names. Um, but yeah, Atlantics, directed by Matty Diop. What did you, what are your is it, an, is it Senegalese? Senegalese. Is that how you uh, Senegalese? Yeah, because it takes place in Dakar. Yes. Yes. Senegal, right? I thought you told me it was Sen- yeah, Senegal. Yeah, Senegalese. Maybe. Yes, it is. Um, it was really, really interesting. I've never seen a movie from um, Senegal, let alone Africa before. Mm. So that was interesting. Um, and it was like interesting seeing like a black love story that isn't in the context of like America or the UK. Right, yeah. Because a lot of times when it's in America, so much of the love story has to do with race and like the kind of um what's it called 
like the the like politics of it, like the politics around the it. politics of it, and um. <sighs> Come on, girl, we got this. We got this. Spell it out. What's it called? Um, representation. Like the representation and like preconceived ideas of like how these re- like relationships will go and how people perceive these relationships. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's quite like you're getting a lot of the same where it's you know the cliches, the man leaves or something like that. Yeah. And it's just it's being played out, and I'm liking some. I've seen some recent films that I'll link below, um, <laughs> link in bio, um, <laughs> that have being less about black pain and more about like happiness or just interesting different constructs of those relationships that don't necessarily have to do with race or the word I was looking for was stereotypical behaviors. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think it was like a really cool, I, I mean, I honestly, I loved this film. I thought it was really cool, but I agree. It was like really interesting just as a sort of, film in terms of like its narrative but i do agree with you like i think it's 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 because i think so much of the time like everything that we most of the stuff that we see or initially see is like directly from hollywood or like just that you the uk it's just nice to see something just different you know what i mean it's like even when i watched parasite or anything it was just like so nice to sort of like break out of that and see the way that like different uh countries or cultures like construct storytelling and narrative and yeah. film and like how they sh- like and the cinematography things. style was yeah. very different yeah and so i think it's just fun to kind of like get out of that because I, I mean i don't necessarily think that this film is like it's not experimental in that sense like it does still kind of run in a similar sense it's not you know like completely different to like a hollywood film in terms of how it's run or like how it sort of plays out but um I don't know, it's just nice, it's just, yeah, it's just interesting to see sort of, especially, like, for this, it's, I was, it's interesting to see, like, a ghost story in, like, something that's not America or Britain. Like, do you know what I mean? I never read the bios or, or, like, a synopsis of the movie before I watch it, um, on this podcast, Mm. and I was, like, so, like, wait, what, (laughs) when it turned into, like, a ghost story? Because, or, or, like, it had, like, a slight sci-fi element to it, which was just kind of really unexpected, because I really thought the story was going one way, where it was gonna talk about this girl having an arranged marriage and what that meant for her, and again, I was, like, not that that's a cliche because that's not something I see a lot in media. Um, and if I do, it's usually either she breaks free and she's so happy no. or, you know, she stays in this relationship. She has a shit time and then eventually breaks right. free or something like that. Um, and that, it, this was not the story at all no. in this movie where it was like, that was kind of a side fall of the entire thing. Yeah. And, um, but like done in a very like cool way. Um, yeah, I agree in the sense that, like, because I, I felt, I knew that there was some, like, again, because like, I didn't really read the bio, my friend, like, a girl in one of my seminars was talking about it, so I was like, oh, let's put that in for a suggestion for the podcast. Kit wants to look cool and, like, have a cool. conversation with this girl. Um, I do, I would be like, hello. Um, but she didn't really say anything about it, um, she just sort of mentioned it briefly, and I, 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 I sort of knew that it was meant to have a sort of, like, sci-fi sort of supernatural element to it. But I thought it was maybe just going to be a bit subtle. Like, I thought it was maybe going to be a bit, like, eerie. Um, mm. And it was so funny because at the beginning of the film, 
I I got a real sort of sci-fi sense from it because there's like this big building, it's like big, sort of like skyscraper, and it's mm. it feels very sort of dystopian. Like at the beginning, there's like and it has music that is very similar to um, kind of like Blade Runner and yes, yeah, um, yeah. other like animes that are kind of futuristic. Like I can't remember what it's called. Ghost in a Shell. It's yes, very similar to the it music reminded in Ghost me in a, so of much of Ghost in a Shell. I will say, I think the soundtrack is one of the strongest parts of this film. The soundtrack is stunning, yeah. and it's by Fatima Al Qadiri, who I know because she has a lot of other like really cool soundtracks. Um, and she, she is also from Senegal, but she does a lot of, um, like, she's like an electronic experimental musician. Um, but she does a lot of like amazing sort of soundtracky, soundscapey stuff. Um, and I will say like it added so much to that film. Yeah, definitely. I thought the soundtrack again, yeah, was one of the strong parts of the film where it really tied in. It wasn't repetitive and it really made like then when you get the feeling of like the ghosts happening Mm -hmm. it gives you that feeling of like something else is there i can't really explain it but that music is very like you would be around a fire when you would hear that music and it would be very like otherworldly well i think it did like it kind of this might get started getting a bit weird but like it it sort of filled out the space do you know what I mean? Like, in the sense that, like... Yeah. So, the, I don't know how to explain this. Because it, 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 it almost echoed. It almost so echoed. It, like, showed the vastness of the space. And so, like, it kind of... And there's a lot of, like, obviously shots of the sea, and the sea becomes such, like... And, like, the ocean becomes such, like, a big part... I mean, it's called Atlantics. Like, becomes such a big part of the film. But, like, so the music sort of merges, like, with the sea, but then it makes everything, like, even, like, inside spaces feel really full and like I don't know and so I kind of like in that sort of like ghost story sense I know what you mean in the sense like you felt like there was something there even do you know what I mean like Mm. even kind of beyond what you were seeing but um yeah I don't know no but as I mentioned she gets involved within a well she gets involved I think her family gets her involved with a arranged marriage and I wanted to like see like how you as a man Mm. as a man as a man how do you view like arranged marriages like if you were put into that situation oh well well this is an interesting one because kind of going in par with what we were talking about earlier about like get that money pay pig you Mm. know a big part of this is that like some of her friends are like dude this man is rich like and also, he's... Yeah, this guy, Omar, who she's, like, betrothed to, let's say. Is this, like, <laughs> rich guy. Has He's, like... They, they have this lovely house. Like, part of the film is set in this, like, mm. lovely house that they're going to live in together. And then they're, like, he only he's only here for three months and then he fucks off for another nine months to do business. And I was, like, is this not the dream? Like... Yeah, but... It show like, obviously, she's not a shallow person. She wasn't in it for the money. She's, like, wanting to marry for love. I know. This which... this, this, this is the difference between me and Adam. Who is she? I know. I was like... No, but the thing is, I do think it's very interesting because... I'm all talk, like, genuinely, if I was, like, having to marry, like, a guy and his only good qualities was that he was rich, it's a no from me. Like, yeah. I would never be... Like... I guess the one sweet thing of it was he's only there for three months of the year, but that could definitely change. Right, no, exactly. I do think, no, it is interesting, and and I do think it shows a lot of, like, I think it was so interesting in terms of, like, being sort of, like, culturally specific at that moment, and you have, like, all these different people 
giving di- their different opinions on that. So you have her friend Dior who's like, you don't need to do that. But she does mm-hmm. mention the fact that in their specific instances in like Dakar, she's saying it's either this or what... I mean, her friend Dior says it's either this or it's a terrible life, you know? So it's one or the... And so it's very interesting seeing it being placed in that context rather than just this sort of, like, kind of, like, fairy tale. You're getting married. Do you know what I mean? And sort of placing it in more the sort of, like... I know, because it's, like... Her friends are saying you should be happy, but there is so much more to life than being Mm. in an arranged marriage and being in a situation where you literally feel trapped through marriage and I don't know it's just so upsetting to see because like that's obviously happening all over the world like people having arranged marriages like even in the UK people have arranged marriages and it's kind of crazy but it's also interesting how many people feel like I mean it can I was interested in how many forms it can take in the sense that it doesn't even need to be like uh like a what are we calling it? What kind of marriage are we calling it? Sorry, my mind just went blank. Is it a forced marriage? No, what's it called? An arranged. An arranged. I was about to say a forced marriage. I was like, Jesus. Uh, but like, I mean, like, it could even just take the form of being like, when are you getting married? Oh my God, you guys have been dating for so long. When are you, you know, and then that becoming like a pressure to get married, you know, and yeah. that's like such a very interesting thing about like, everyone, everyone else is involved in your love life. Do you know what I mean? And you yeah, suddenly feel you have to get married. Only- one of my friends is only like two years older than me and she's been with her boyfriend for the same amount of time I've been with Sanero and she gets asked constantly like when is she going to get married right. like she's only 25 I'm like she I is. hope that's not what I'm looking forward the to the moment you hit 25 I'm going to text you and go when, when are you getting married you'll be like you're an old man yeah, I was like you, you, you crone you need to get yourself down an aisle and oh my god uh, no, I do. although I can't wait until like our friend group starts getting married so that we can like I go can. to wedding. No, well, yes, I mean, I do like the idea of going to weddings, but I don't like it because I know I'm never going to get married. So all my friends are going to get married, and I'm I'm going to be the one who's like rocking up to like dinner, being like, ah, can I come in? You know, <laughs> we definitely. No, I I I do see you maybe one day getting married, but I could. You're so like anti-establishment. I feel <laughs> against like marriage that you would never like formally call it a marriage you'd be calling it like a joining of two people but we're not call, saying labels and we like, don't put names on things no here's the thing i know here's the thing i do think i don't think i'll get married but i do probably i might i don't i just it's so weird to me to think of myself in like a a, a long-term relationship that i just can't imagine it do you know what i mean so it's i like, think for you and i really don't mean this in a bad way but i think it will like happen when I say later in life, no, I, I, I don't mean true. like fifty years old. But I think yeah. like it will. I think it'll be like a bit later for you, just because like <sighs> you're a very like independent person. Well, you and as well with gay people, like it's completely different. Like yeah, we, the, we're on our own like, time zone. We're on our own timeline. No, because you don't really have to think about like children and stuff like that unless no. you do want them. But you don't have that ticking biological clock. No, like no more. Will you come to my my like joining of the hands with rope ceremony that I'm doing rather Definitely. than wedding? I cool. I see it on a beach whilst it's raining but it's intentional and (laughs) what kind of picture are you painting of me where it's like and i feel like you would like get a knife and like cut your hand and like so i'm doing some sort of like pagan wiccan ritual on a beach in the rain 
and a dove would die instead of fly or something like that. That would be so... You're not planning this ritual... Just so you know, like Nick, whenever if you ever I like, would can so I be- do the Bachelorette? Oh no, I- not the Bachelorette. The what's it called? The Bachelor. The batch. No, stag do. Oh right? yeah, okay. You could. I I trust you to do the stag do. <laughs> the Bachelor. The bachelor. Um, I. Would you want a stripper? Sorry, I know this is so. No, random. I would not want a stripper. No, I think that would make me so uncomfortable. I feel like I wouldn't mind watching my friend get a lap dance. This sounds so no, weird, like I would be, No, no, but like, I would be fine with you getting a lap dance. If they came <laughs> over to me, I'd go, I don't want people to see that. Yeah. It's I'm not going to be pretty on me. That scares me. It scares me too. Because I would like be worried I'd like sexually assault them by like... Oh not, my God. I don't know. But like I would be worried, like I would touch the wrong thing, or I whatever. would just be like, I would just be like, I just feel so uncomfortable that people are watching me get a lap dance. Yeah, I, would just, I, feel, I, just, I, I just, just wouldn't like it. It would make me feel so uncomfortable, and I don't really like being touched by strangers anyway. No, I would just be a bit like, oh, I'd also just be like, oh, I'm just a bit tired. I don't really want a lap dance. Yeah, you'd be like, it's quarter to nine. Guys, can we go home? <laughs> yeah, no, true. All right, we need to get back. Okay, back onto this film. The movie. Back onto this film. Sorry. But, um, yeah, so we, the, the arranged marriage, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting It's an interesting one. Point. Like, the thing is, you don't know if Omar's a bad person because you've really just seen him in the context of him being a bit pissed off that she isn't replying to him. So I don't know if he's, like, a hideous person. He doesn't really, like, seem terrible but we don't get much of a depth of his character well that's the thing you're um, kind of, you're, you're only really seeing him in reflection to Suleiman who is like the guy that Adel actually yeah. loves um and so you're kind of meant to be like oh Suleiman's like sexy and mysterious and cool and because the whole film is kind of taken place through Adel's perspective you're obviously naturally going to be like well Omar's not Suleiman like that's your only way of like viewing him yeah. so but i mean yeah i think he does come across as just a bit moody but like you know he's working all the time he's got shit to think about yeah it just i you can't really form a like a well-rounded opinion of him i would just say like he's not going about it the right way like trying to get her to be in love with her by just buying her a present yeah. I don't know. I do like the fact though that it's not like I like the fact he's that He's not he's not the villain. Yeah, this. he's not the villain and he's like not even like a really main character. He just sort of adds a very interesting dimension to it because I also like the fact that it's not like there's no storyline of like how they got together. There's no storyline of how you know it it it's very I like the fact that it takes a sort of like as you said, like, what you think is probably going to be the most juicy part of that film. <gasps> She's in an arranged marriage. What's the drama? It kind of, it kind of just becomes a sort of, like, an emotional drive rather than, like, this is the film. Do you know what I mean? And I like the fact that they kind of pull you away from that. Um, from, like, what you expect. No, I agree. And then, like, it takes a complete left turn when everyone becomes inhabited by the spirit of their ex-boyfriend, I guess. Well, yeah, I um, guess they're meant to be sort of like, well, they're, they're like the men that they hang out with. So there is a sense of like sexual or romantic connection between them. Yeah. So these people, um, all the men that were originally on the construction site, leave on a boat to go to Spain and have like the really sad instance of them drowning at sea. Mm. And to 
the reason they had to do this was because they was not being paid by the construction site. So they want to kind of avenge their own deaths through the inhabitants of their girlfriends, their girlfriends, or the, the women of yeah. the, the women of the town. Um, Which I think is interesting because obviously, um, it probably I'm I'm saying obviously I mean probably in Senegalese culture it is quite superstitious and has superstition around it where it's like even i think even in british culture where it's like not british but like well-known superstition where it's like when people die at sea like people can come back like you can hear them in the water and oh, stuff is that like a that. thing is it's like a pirate sort of like sea shanty sort of culture thing yeah i think it's because you don't get a proper burial so you'll never oh, really get rest well i guess that is true because it's the, the it's really interesting that like seafaring and any form of like like the sea has so much like mythology around it and has so many of its own like practices as like a kind of like transcultural figure like because so like you know what i mean like so it is I, the, the, the... it's because everyone had sunstroke at all times yeah i think, I think it's like that <laughs> and then like and the fact that everyone probably had like what's the what's the one where you where you like don't have any vitamin d vitamin c scurvy, scurvy. it's probably the scurvy like the the sunstroke and just being out at sea probably drives you a bit cuckoo bananas so yeah. but i do think there is like it's but they do talk about it—the fact that they they're not buried—and so I guess there is a sort there is a sort of in all cultures like being buried is like an important like ritual. Do you know what I mean? And to to not have that ritual is suddenly no, especially in Muslim tradition because I think you need to be buried within two days of dying. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a very interesting sort of like. I think I mean it's a beautiful film in terms of like how it kind of plays out in the sense that you have. Because obviously it touches on like the sort of like migrant crisis and the fact that, but looking at the migrant crisis from like a very different perspective, you know, it's not like yeah, because we only see it from the way as like we the white people in the fortunate country where it's like oh sucks to be them like unfortunately they die trying to come here but they weren't meant to come here like that's all in our head when we see that. Yeah. And now seeing, like, the family relationships these people have and what they're leaving behind and what they're risking, yeah. it's quite, you know, it puts a lot of emotion behind it. And it's so upsetting that these people have literally no way to make money that they're willing to risk their life. And in, like, such horrific conditions, like, drowning is probably one of the hardest ways to die. I mean, it's a pretty, like, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a... It's a shitty way and to go. And when you go on one of the, those boats, you're, you're taking, like, I'm sure probably, like, 50% of them don't reach Spain. And even if they do reach Spain, they're nine times out of ten turn back. Well, that's, like, yeah, and I think it's interesting because there's a bit, like, so the the women who are sort of being possessed by the dead, the dead men of this town basically go to the, to the construction manager who's been withholding this money from them. Uh, and he's, they're basically saying, even though we're dead, we want that money. We want to be paid. Um, and there's that bit where they're like in the cemetery where he's p- giving them the money and then they get the, him to like dig their graves. Um, and that thing that they say where they're like, you killed us. Like you're the reason for our death. Mm. And that idea of sort of like, we can't, I feel like in a lot of like, w- like European or like sort of like Western narrative about the migrant situation, it's like when they, 
you know, it's, oh, it's, it's like a sort of like, it's a sort of unitary self of like, oh, they're doing this because they just want to. Like, again, that's like that sense that it's like not tied to any sort of like socio-political kind of context or reason. It's just like yeah. them on this boat. They're, ha- they're, they're like literally to survive, they have to make a decision which could end their life and is the biggest risk they'll ever have to take. And I think seeing and... them sort of like, like reflect that narrative back and being onto the the cause of them of them of their movement, Jim. You know, if they're like, and as well, like just the knowledge between everyone when they go, they've gone out to see what that means and yeah. how impactful that is. And everyone knew everyone knew what out to sea meant. It didn't mean you know they were they went fishing for you know an evening, no. whatever. This is such a common thing within their community that is like, you know. On one hand, devastating. I'm sure people like remit their money back to Senegal, but it's just it's like devastating if you actually think of like the great scale of it all. Yeah. So I do think it, and, and I think it sort of like challenges like the sort of like maybe typical ideas we have of it, and I think just explores it in a very interesting and beautiful way and, and again like a way that i would maybe not necessarily see in any other film do you know what i mean like and, and again putting yeah. that sort of supernatural that sort of ghost story spin on it rather than it just being like a sort of like harrowing realist political film i think gives it a very i think it makes it easier to watch and i think it makes it not in a way that it sort of waters it down but you you kind of fall into that story a lot easier yeah. I mean, you're also being entertained whilst, like, being educated, yeah. which is, like, all, like, a really good way to go about things and tell someone's story. Mm. Um, and I found it, like, interesting where they, the people that died, literally, even in spirit form, took it upon themselves to avenge themselves, where it's, like, it looks like they have no advocate but themselves mm. in the situation. And it's just... Yeah, I just again so sad. But can we talk about the ending of the film? Because I don't understand what the USB stick he gave was. Oh, I think that was the the you know he was going through like the footage of like the wedding night. And he found the picture of himself. I think that's what he gave him. Okay. I think that's but what he gave him. That needs a lot of context. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> that there was something yeah, that was a it was a bizarre one. I think it was more. I yeah. think it was more just a symbolic way of being like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The story's like, the done. Case is closed. Yeah. Closed. Um, but I mean, I do want to like. Although, do you know what? This is like a little detective work I did. That's not really detective work, but I was confused. So you know when her friend is like, I just saw Suleiman, and she's like, you couldn't have. He's gone out. He's gone out to sea. You know, and then. Because then throughout the film, you're like, oh, okay, so they've all come back. That's cool. But you can only see them in reflections. You can only see the, 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 the men as they are in the reflections. So I was like, how did these girl? how did her friend see Suleiman? And then when you go, because there is a scene in it that make, that didn't make sense to me when I first watched it. And when they're at the wedding, you see her friend talking to another girl in front of a mirror putting lipstick on oh. and I was like because I was like why is that here because they don't say anything it was just like a really weird shot in between two scenes 
And I guess you're... Because when I went back, I was like, oh, she's standing... Is he in, in the background? Well, no, he's not in the background. But I guess the assumption is that she's in front of a mirror. It sets the scene, yeah. If yeah. Any, do you know what I mean? But it was one of those scenes... Because I remember looking at that scene being like, what? Like, that's such a weird thing to put in between two shots. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's meant to be like... I guess it's one of those things that, like, maybe on, like, second watching, you're meant to go, aha, oh, I get it. Like, mm. that's how it happens. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was fun. I thought it was cool. No, I think the film was really well done. My favourite scene of it all was when she's sitting and those, like, the the lights are going as the wave, yeah, the sound of the waves are going. And that is so therapeutic i just love the sound of water even though it makes me seasick <laughs> you were like uh, i was a bit i was a bit uh, about it but other than that but i just love like the crashing of the waves and how that was synchronized and kind of showed a passing of time and mm. just i like the reflection in this which also was significant with you know, her feelings of lust. Lust? Love and loss. Oh, lust as well. Um, she was getting a bit... Lust as well. A bit horny in it. The virginity test literally triggered... Oh, I was like... Oh, I was like... I, I'm, I'm out. Just to let I'm you all out. know, virginity's a construct. Let's, it's, yeah, let's just, it's, it's... Let's just not... Oh. You can break your hymen riding a horse, oh. so... Did you lose your virginity to a horse? No. Um... <laughs> They, That's all I have to say. Summed, summed up by Dr. Phoebe Phoebe Richards right here. Um, PhD. PhD. Um. Uh, no, but I, yeah, no, I think my favourite... I loved any of the sort of shots of, like, the women when they were just sort of sitting still. I think they were just mm. so beautifully shot. And there's, like, there was one shot and it was, like, when they first go to, like, the construction manager's house and there's, like, this there's one woman who's, like, on the stairs of the, in the house and it's so beautifully shot, like, and the light... It's lit really The lighting well. in it is, like, gorgeous. Like, and, and you're, you kind of do watch... It is so sort of, like, dreamscape Like, you do sort of watch it, and you're watching all these kind of colours happen, and you're just like... Do you know what's interesting? Being in an interracial relationship, um, I've realised that, like, lighting is incredibly different for me and Sonero. Oh, yeah, no, this and is I think the reason why we haven't seen, like, amazing lighting on a black person in the UK or American space of film, like the Western mm-hmm. film, is because it's obviously favoured to light the white people mm-hmm. first. Uh, sorry, I just, like, realised this, because me and Sonero take, like, hideous pictures, because we both, like... I am the palest person in the world, and he's got a nice, lovely tan, and I look ridiculous sometimes next to him. But this is the thing, but like, because that's like... so interesting that that's probably why the lighting was so gorgeous on their like skin coat tone. And there was even like when they were in the car, and he was like sweating, and it was like oh. about to be sunset. The skin tone is just like so beautiful and rich. Yeah, no, and you never usually like get that in um Western media because i think they don't like prioritize like black people looking good it's like a big discourse on twitter at the moment that i've seen especially like especially in like magazine like photo shoots and covers like you get a Mm. lot of like i've seen like a big thing on like twitter discourse that i've seen is like people compare like showing like white photographers photographing black models at like we're being like Oh my god, have you seen that photographer that like, takes pictures oh, of Jürgen, people on... Oh, Jürgen Teller or whatever. Oh my whatever. god, he like, takes pictures of people in between cars on a plastic chair, and it triggers me so much. It's just, like, like... taken terribly. <laughs> but, like, I think kind of that was part of this whole thing of, like, this interesting thing of, like, 
how you photograph people. And I think a big part of that was, like, they were showing about, like, they were just, like, when, like, how sometimes white photographers do not know how to light black models. And, like... No. It's just one of the... And, and, and how it kind of constructs itself as... It, it is, like, a form of, like, aesthetic racism of just being, like, we're just not going to take that into consideration. And how, like, actually, like, a lot of... I saw a very interesting Twitter discourse about how uh, in, like, photography school or art school, or if you're learning photography, you, a part of it should be learning how to light and photograph people of different skin colours, like, and yeah. skin tones. Like, exactly. That should be a prerequisite, because otherwise you're, you are going to have a problem where you're, like... I just don't know what to do. <laughs> like, because I honestly cannot recall when I've seen like beautiful skin like that on even like on, on white people. Like this was really the I, lighting yeah. was impeccable. I will say the only other film that I've seen that has it is Moonlight, and because I think there's I like see Moonlight, that I really need to. We, we, we maybe not, we watch, maybe we'll watch it for like season two of this, but I mean. Th- it's very... Uh, th- this film actually reminded me a lot of Moonlight in regards to the lighting because they both take place by the sea and there's a lot of dis- there's a lot of moon and, you know, whatever. Um, but, I mean, in both films, the lighting is stunning. And, I mean, yeah, this film... I feel like this film is one of those ones where I loved the, the storyline and the sort of... The way that the sort of... The, the sort of more supernatural or gothic elements kind of came out in subtler ways... But it, it was one of those films where the soundscape, the lighting, and the camera work were what really made it mm-hmm. such a fantastic film. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were the things that was, like, automatically grabbed me. Um, so, yeah. I don't... So, what... Giving a review, how many stars are you giving it? I'm giving it a four star. I think I'm going to give it four stars. Four, four or full? Full, no, four. Four, four, I think I'm going to give it four stars as well. The only issue for me in this film is I know this is, like, reflective scenes are, like, intentional within every movie, but sometimes some of the scenes where it's just, like, someone having a ponder yeah. got a little too long. No, I think and there was a little... I know I can't really take a full star off for that. Like, okay, four and a half stars. That's what I'm giving it. But so- I don't know why, but it really annoys me. I watch, like, a lot of K-dramas where there's, like, a lot of, like, looking around, and I have to skip them yeah, every no. single time. I will say, I will say, it's again, it's a beautiful film. And so if you're in the sort of mood where you're kind of happy to watch a lot of beautiful scenes take place great if you're a little bit like we could hurry this along it can get a bit tedious like there's a lot of her looking into the sea where you're like we had that about 20 minutes ago we don't need like we get we get the gist so i do agree with you there's a lot of like there's a lot of moody like setting the mood uh which maybe can but i think it is a really good film to watch to like get involved with like senegalese and african made films because uh, like the only other african film that i've been made aware of is the one where it's like why are you running (laughs) oh is is that a film i didn't know that was a film i thought that was i think it's a film and or a tv show even like there's a lot of comedies but i think this is like a quite interesting somewhat serious drama film i think this is probably like a really good way for if if someone's like interested in getting into like senegalese film or like just films from like like africa like the african continent like this is like a good starting point 
I think this is like a good way of getting you into it. Um, just because again, it's it's ultra modern. You know what I mean in the sense that like it's not it, it's it's not like you're because sometimes when I have to watch like a seventies film, I'm a bit like, oh Jesus Christ! Like you know what I mean? Like I gotta get into the yeah. mood. So I think this is just like a fun and it's it's a good watch. Like you, it's not like one of those again because I, I love. And it's only an hour podcast, and a half. Like it's only an hour and a half. Part of this podcast has been like finding like pretentious films this is not a pretentious film in the sense that it's a bit but, moody, like, this is definitely it's... good for film literacy yeah. and like growing up no exactly yeah. and i mean just if you want to watch a film with fucking beautiful lighting watch this beautiful yeah yeah but yeah that's it from me i think so too <laughs> i haven't got any more points i'm 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 i, I... will Again, need to decide what we're watching next week, but definitely give this a watch. I think it's a really interesting film and it brings up very interesting emotions and it sheds light on the other side of the migrant story, which I think is very good to give yourself time to understand other people's emotions and other people's way of being connected to this instead of being in the Western country of it. And, um, yeah, and just getting like the sort of like, Western media's, you know, coverage. The Daily Mail's approach to the migrant. Yeah, the Daily Mail takes on the migrant crisis. Yeah, no, it's a good way of sort of getting out of that framework. Um, And realizing why people are actually doing these things and how common it is and how desperate people are when they do it. Yeah. So overall, banging film. Go watch it. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Love it. But we'll see you next week. We'll put the film we're watching next week in the description. Check it out. But ta-ta for now. Bye.